0: Hello and welcome to East of Robotics Podcast. Hello, Professor Fumia. Thanks so much uh, for joining us for the third time in the podcast and uh, first of all, congratulations on the International Workshop on Bullet Intelligence. Such a great success. So yeah. And and thank you for such so an idea. Such an honor have you.
1: Yeah, thank you for the uh, third time interviewing me. Uh, I think I, this, this time I'm particularly uh, happy because you know I'm, I'm, we're talking uh, with you right after the Embodied Intelligence Workshop. And uh, this was, uh, I think it was a great success thanks to all the uh, collaboration with the organization team as well as uh, all the speakers contributed to the workshop as well as all the participants. Wonderful, yeah.
0: So maybe the first question people would like us to why started this idea of this international workshop and what drives you to do that?
1: Yeah, so uh, I have been working on this embodied intelligence field for many years, uh, actually 20 plus years now. Uh, and uh, my uh, original motivation studying robotics and uh, especially bio-inspired robotics is because of the aspect of embodied intelligence, which I learned from my uh, PhD advisor. Um, and uh, in fact, our first embodied intelligence workshop uh, was organized in 2003, so it's over 18 years ago now. Um, and ever since, we uh, didn't really came back to this topic of embodied intelligence uh, explicitly, uh, while we're you know focusing on different aspect of uh, embodied intelligence, such as, uh, you know, the conference of morphological computation, conference of soft robotics, uh, and so on and so forth. But uh, this time we come back to uh, our origin of our interest uh, in embodied intelligence, and uh, we just want to go back, you know, look back all this uh, uh, remaining questions uh, 18 years ago to see the whole field uh, with the new uh, you know, uh, technologies and a uh, new set of eyes and uh, concepts and theories. And, and uh, I think this was the uh, really exciting opportunity to look back.
0: Yeah, that's great. So maybe for Sue, first time, maybe listening again, because you said last year about what's embodied intelligence. But through this year is something changing because you have this expertise. What is actually embedded intelligence is? Be first time, just want to know.
1: So yes uh, embodied intelligence is not the well defined concept for the last 18 years uh and uh, we actually deliberately not defining it because this is a kind of thing we should probably not define in the first place so that we can actually look at all the different aspects of uh, of uh, uh, of the concept so but but very roughly speaking uh you know the embodied intelligence is the uh, um, the concept, opposite to computational intelligence, uh, uh, as you know, most of the people looking at uh, uh, artificial intelligence research these days, uh, only focusing on I- information processing aspects So, in other words, the computation aspects of intelligence which is basically information processing right and then uh, um, of course this is a very important field uh, in, in the um, uh, for for all the engineering and the scientific field because if you look at uh, you know our human intelligence uh, a lot of things are characterized by decision making or, you know, abstraction of concepts or learning of, uh, um, you know, new way of processing information and the signal processing or, you know, the, the, the world, uh, the, the, uh, the communication through uh, languages and so on. So, so these are all, you know, information processing related aspects, uh, whereas um, um if we look at only information processing aspects there are lots of important aspects in in the context of physical uh, entity of our body so um, and, and that's the kind of you know um, uh, place where we need to really uh, address our interest in, in the context of embodied intelligence so a lots of people talk about you know, um, just to represent you how you we characterize this field, uh, whether brain is controlling our body or our brain is being controlled by uh, by our body, right? Uh, and uh, we cannot really say which one is true. I think our body has, a, you know, our intelligence is. Uh, 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 kind of uh, both uh, characteristics and, uh, you know, field of embodied intelligence specifically look at how our brain or, you know, control information processing is actually guided or uh, structured by our physical entity uh, of embodiment. And that's the, that's the uh, idea of this field.
0: Mm -hmm. Wonderful. I think quick question here about, we ask about the consciousness in that case, and do you think it comes from uh, the brain or the body because we see some creature they don't have a brain and they have this kind of consciousness and how we can prove which one uh, it's come from and if we wanted to design the machine should we need consciousness in that case
1: so so yeah the question of consciousness is uh, you know one of the ultimate questions right of the the human level intelligence if we want to understand it we probably need to understand consciousness as well but you know at the same time consciousness is something we cannot really uh, easily define. There are many different ways we can define it just like uh, you know the concept of intelligence and the concept, concept of life itself, what do we mean by you know living and non-living organism and all that kind of things somehow come together. We know uh, what it means as soon as we see this conscious, living, intelligent agent, but it's very difficult to define it until we see it. And uh, so that's why I try not to define this field, these concepts, uh, but, you know, uh, cause th- that's something we should probably very, uh, it's difficult to define uh, or, um, you know, yeah, so that, that's that's how how I feel.
0: Yeah. So I think one of the questions when we design the robots, how should the brain and the body evolve when it comes to open-ended environment? Because people speak that how, how you feel about soft robotics, for example, when we design the brain and the body, an open-ended environment, we're assuming that. How she, should maybe grow each other or individually? And if there's damages happening, that's one of the scenarios, the redundancy, how they can adapt to this kind of new, um, yeah, adaptation, like the damages in the brain, Or in the body so how you imagine something like that The design process when it comes to applying this concept
1: yeah well you know if you ask this question we ultimately go back to the question of how evolutionary process actually works in in nature right and and in fact you know we can look at evolution from all different directions from you know genetic level to behavioral level or some conceptual uh, level, and, uh, and if you look at the Charles Darwin, his idea of natural selection comes from um, diversity uh, and uh, and the her- heredity, right? How you can uh, inherit the uh, um, uh, previous uh, previously developed characteristics, and um, and uh, but you know uh, this is true certain extent, uh, but if we start applying this, you know, concept in into real design process of robots or some you know artificial systems, then um, that's not necessarily easy to implement. There are lots of missing aspects of uh, of a uh, Darwinian way of looking at evolution, and uh, so so that's one aspect we need to really think you know discuss uh in, in the context of uh, of embodied intelligence. Because some people talk about in the workshop, for example, you know uh, talking about how what's the role of emb- environment, the system environment the interactions, and what kind of environment is necessary to have the evolution happens in the, in the right direction. Or another thing is the, you know, the imitation and the social aspect of it. How human, human interaction or human, you know, the child-parent interaction I- involved in the, you know, the design and evolution process of, uh, of um, on organisms. And uh, all these things are kind of, you know, left behind when we talk about Darwinian um, way of looking at the evolution today. Uh, but this is coming back to the uh, discussions by thinking about the embodied intelligence. I think that's the uh, really interesting aspects of this community to discuss uh, uh, what the um, intelligence from the embodiment point of view. Yeah,
0: and I think also one of the question about how we can evolve the design of the brain and the body. For example, when we see in nature, we can't evolve everything that could affect our fitnesses. That's why we don't have like visors. That's kind of question. Why we have a certain design. So when it comes to design the brain and the body, how do you figure out what kind of evolution you want to, dis- to reach? For example, it is optimal or adaptable. What kind of solution in, when it comes to soft drops, for example, you want to reach?
1: Yes, uh, you know, th- this is all difficult questions you're asking me today. <laughs> uh, you know, th- for example, we don't know what, what's the fitness function, right? Usually, if you look at the genetic algorithm or evolutionary algorithm, we set the um, you know, desired fitness value, fitness function, how we want to see the agents to be evolved in the process. And uh, that's set criteria by human designers. Um, but, you know, the nature uh, doesn't have such a, a clearly defined, uh, um, you know, the, the, the fitness function and so on. And, and we, we don't even know what's the driving force of evolutionary dynamics. And that's exactly what we discussed in the model intelligence workshop in the sense that, you know, there's some sort of uh, intrinsic motivation in the evolutionary process it, uh, at least it looks as if there is some you know intrinsic uh, motivation driving the whole process and and that's something we don't know how and where it comes from uh, and how we can you know uh, study such a, a really um, exciting but difficult problems that we need to define and uh, um, yeah that's 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 where we are at the moment I think yeah
0: yeah. So maybe we can go for a workshop because you have this more than 20 year expertise and this workshop's first time to be focused on embodied intelligence. And one of the questions we have, I think, Rebecca with asking whether morphological computation is sort of embodied intelligence or not. If you can tell us what something maybe before the workshop, something was maybe confusing for you and still more confusing. I don't know what kind of thoughts after this old speeches we have, but something still maybe still confusing or hard to understand, you can share with us when it comes to embodied intelligence. Any, uh...
1: So when, when we um, discussed the morphological computation, first time, is something around 2006, So, 2007, uh, which was actually a lot after when we are uh, talking about embodied intelligence. So, uh, from my point of view, uh, morphological computation is a a kind of small subset of embodied intelligence in the sense that we want to understand what morphology is and we want to understand what the computation is uh, in the context of embodied intelligence research. So, um, and uh, so that. From from that point of view, it's uh, it's a, it, it's a very different thing, um, and uh, um, so morphological computation is is more specifically looking at you know. What, what is computation process in the first place right in embodied agents in all the computation process from uh, you know, conventional uh, Turing computations to, to whatever you know quantum or you know, biological that DNA computing we always have some sort of physical dynamics behind it and then the computational process somehow comes out of this, right? Um, and uh, so, so that's that's also fine. Uh, but you know, we just need to understand what the computation in the context of a physical embodiment set up, and then the, the morphology part is is again we specifically look at this you know mechanical um, properties uh, or geometrical properties of embodiment. Uh, but we don't really talk about other uh, types of embodied interactions, and uh, you know, social interaction is not included in morphological computation, for example. So, so yeah, embodied intelligence is actually a much broader concept in, uh, compared to morphological computation. Uh, but you know, there there are lots of uh, common uh, interest, and and there there are real um, the benefit to both community of, uh, of the studies. So I think uh, that, that's w- that's how I understand the whole two, two, two different uh, concepts.
0: Yeah. So maybe i am like to ask because people ask a question. Should we design soft robots that have level of consciousness? At, at, yeah. For example, when we have Professor carl speaking about the free energy principle, and there's a lot of controversy behind this theory that do you think we need this kind of conscious Soft robots—is it necessary, or you don't think we don't have to have this kind of yeah, feature uh, when it comes to design soft robots?
1: Um, well, uh, I, I think um, you know the idea of consciousness study is um, is a very a deep one, and it's it's uh, in, in, it's connected to um, to the the question about, you know, what is life, or what what is human, what's the human intelligence, and so on. And if you want to understand human level intelligence, uh, you know, this question about consciousness, you cannot avoid. uh, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, these are really, you know, two uh, uh, probably the same problem or the flip side of the same thing um, and we still don't know what consciousness is and how we can study this but uh, uh, and probably we don't have answer uh, you know no matter what we do <laughs> uh, but still uh, I think this is the, uh, the the question we need to tackle if we want to understand what you know what the human level intelligence is or even you know the lower level uh the other animals uh intelligence we just need to uh, understand this question about the consciousness and um and and uh i think in, in the one way to understand the consciousness is certainly um you know the uh, uh car friston really nicely captured in his theoretical approach of uh, free energy principles. And uh, that was very well thought um, principle to um, to deeper understanding of, uh, of our consciousness. And uh, But I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are many different ways to look at it. And uh, that's what we all were trying to, to figure out.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So maybe for a student, maybe interested to dig deeper in that case, uh, if you have this kind of, like perspective what's something you think still may be missing after this yeah long years and we think after the workshop we have give much attention or focus on certain direction what that direction you think we have to go for after this meeting with this workshop Uh, yeah
1: um, yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, so when, when, we are uh, first organizing this workshop, we, 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 you know, we struggle who to invite and, uh, who not to invite <laughs> and, uh, you know, th- this is, a, this is the most challenging aspect of this because, um, we need to, you know, include all different aspects. So, um, you know, for example, this time we, we had a, a lot of, uh, um, um, uh, researchers from neuroscience, brain science uh, type of uh, researchers, and uh, um, these are often not very included, not very um, uh, uh, related to, for example, research of morphological computation or research of uh, um, of the soft robotics, uh, because because it's just too far away, right? <laughs> uh, um, but no, now I think we. In this particular workshop, we try to to have an integrative view, including the brain science uh, and, uh, um, and the consciousness research, and, and you know this. So, so the, the philosophy of intelligence research is another aspect. So, so, so that's uh, that's the highlight this time. But obviously, um, on the other end, we have to, you know, uh, um, we, we could not include, for example. Uh, more biologists uh, or more material scientists—they are rather minority in this uh, uh, workshop, but they should be also there if we really want to build up the whole uh, uh, um, theories and the concept of embodied intelligence established. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, all these uh, different fields are important. Um, and, uh, oh, yes, and then another aspect of physics, right, the physicists, we have a few physicists this time in the in conference, but they have also their own views of how they want to understand embodied intelligence and uh, um, probably, you know, we're going to to continue with uh, this organization of embodied intelligence workshop in the future and uh, try to focus on different aspects of uh, um, of this field uh, in, in by inviting um, the speakers from different backgrounds.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So we have a question about what could be forms of embodied intelligence, because it seems there's as you say, there's no generic definition. But when it comes to the material, for example, in soft robotics, do you think we have to design systems that have the sense and actuation, intrinsic feature? Or what, what, what kind of forms do you think, yeah, we can call it embodied intelligence when it comes to design soft troubles, for example, in that case? What are the forms do you think could be called embodied intelligence?
1: Yes, I think that's a really uh, fundamental question. Like we, we don't really have a shared view on this, but one of the um, common uh, interests after listening to all the speakers in the workshop uh, is that there's a um, uh, a key uh, aspect in terms of a complexity of the system. Like if you look at the biological organism, they have incredible... A complexity in mechanical settings right they you know a number of actuators, number of sensors, number of neurons, and a number of uh, cells uh, in one organism and even if you look at one single cell organism there's so many different uh, aspects of uh, complexity in terms of you know, diversity of molecules, different kinds of molecules and different types of interaction with the environment. So all this, uh, the, the complex nature of a biological organism has something to do with um, uh, with the consciousness, with the life, with the intelligence and so on. So uh, one of the things I, I was, you know, I took note in mind during the uh, workshop is that um, you know, the complexity is the starting point, but also the interesting thing is how simple mechanisms come out of this complex organism, and, uh, and and this is the kind of one of the biggest questions. You know, on the one and how we can make a really complex organism, lots of sensors, lots of motors, lots of computation, in the uh, in one. You know. Uh, a single entity while it behaves in, in a purposeful way, right? So that's, uh, that's the, the beauty of, um, of this embodied intelligence research, I think. So this is the kind of uh, things that uh, lots of people in this community are looking for.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I, I'm curious to what kind of tools do you think um, maybe when it comes, for example, some people will speak about simulation to reality and how we have high fidelity simulation when we want to simulate this robot at open ended environment what kind of tools do you think may be modeling i don't know what seriously do we do we need what kind of tools missing or would we have to enhance it to achieve embodied intelligence
1: Yes, um, th- that's a good question. if you go down to the actual uh, nitty-gritty of how to build, you know, robots, embodied intelligent robots, uh, we we need to go down to, you know, the material level, like a soft robotics material level uh, integration of complex systems, right? We need a, uh, to integrate sensor and motor in the material level so that we can make it, you know, sufficiently complex and. Uh, um, but on the other hand we, we also want to do the simulation of such a complex things and uh, well th- I think we have a good progress in how to do the complex simulation in the, um, in the physics engine and so on uh, but still this is... Uh, um, this is all the, uh, the 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 work in progress, I would say, uh, if we want to simulate something like you know the human body complexity, right? Uh, but you know after all all this uh, uh, component technologies, I think one of the really uh, the, the most missing uh, tool is actually theoretical tools. Like we don't know how to uh, measure the complexity of the body or complexity of the um, of the interactions and so on. So um, so this part is still uh, missing, uh, um, you know, components that we, we need in the embodied intelligence research. So uh, I, I, I think um, that's probably one of the big, uh, big challenge.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really good point as well. Yeah. So since we close with the end, I have a few questions. The first one when it comes to yeah, you for, for research and embodied intelligence since you've doing that since 20 years. What could something still aspiration for you when it comes to achieving bodied intelligence? What's something sorts do you have or crazy ideas? Uh, yeah, when you think about it. Yeah. Uh,
1: yes, um, so that's that's a that's a very good question. Um, you know, uh, one of the reasons I, I call my you know research lab the bio-inspired robotics is because I I don't want to forget the um, the complexity of biology. Like right? uh, how uh, far we are with the robotics. Because so we are, you know, doing robotics, but uh, and, and sometimes we are, um, you know, arrogant about what we can do with robots, right? But uh, you know what biology can do is actually um, completely in different dimension, completely different uh, scale. Uh, and uh, that's, that's always the driving force of our research. And uh, you know, no matter how hard we work, um, the, the complexity of robots is not at the level of biology. And uh, uh, even with the, you know, compared to the simplest biological organism, our robots are never there yet. So, so, that's the uh, kind of driving force of our research, and uh, how we can, you know, ever catch up with uh, biological systems. And I don't know how long it's going to take—fifty years, hundred years, or maybe you know a couple hundred years—and um, and that's uh, that's where that's, I think that's the the real um, a challenge from our point of view. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're we're a long way forward. So, so that's uh, that's where we are.
0: Mm-hmm, great. Yeah. So maybe I'm curious about the recommendation from this workshop. So I think you have a lot of, yeah, something I think to do about behind this workshop. So what could be a recommendation or maybe something you can share like points, main points about this workshop, like take in our mind and stick to answers questions. If any recommendation you have.
1: Yes, uh, absolutely. I, I think, uh, you know, one of the um, uh, goals of, of this workshop was you know, trying to get as many people as possible with a diverse background. So uh, we try to include what we actually have 120 talks in two and a half days, right? It's kind of crazy, um, uh, you know, the dense experience of all of the students and even for the academics. Like we we, we usually don't have this uh, packed uh, schedules, but I think uh, this was really, really important because we need to know um the perspective from other background other people and what they think about um about uh, embodied intelligence and uh, you know all of these uh, speakers were uh selected and highly selected uh the top researchers around the world and i'm, I'm just trying to see you know, what we can do together. And it's very important to be connected to the people who thought of this problem for a long time with a, with a significant depth uh, and still we haven't solved this problem, right? So uh, I think uh, it, it's very important to be connected to the to experts the, uh, of the field. And uh, we just need to have a kind of, you know, the, the mindset to work together for such a uh, exciting and a profound uh, research challenge.
0: Yeah. No, I first of all, thank you for saying that. Yeah, I don't know if you have advice for students, uh, maybe or any something you would like to advise. Yeah. from this workshop, you can give students or researchers. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, so, you know, there, there are lots of uh, challenges in front of us, but, uh, you know, when when it comes to down, come down to the daily life, you need to solve this problem and that problem uh, in, in a much smaller scale, right? So it, it's really difficult to think of, you know, to, today and tomorrow problem. While hundred year long research uh, program, right? Uh, but I think it, it's very important to have you know this mindset to think both in short term and very long term uh, projects, and uh, that's uh, that's not easy skills to have, but uh, uh, but you know that's the um, that's the most you know, exciting aspects of uh, being uh, being a scientist, being a researcher. So. Yeah. Um, you know, even if you think of today's problem doesn't look like, you know, groundbreaking, yeah. uh, world-changing, but that's always leading to the, the, the longer uh, uh, timescale problems and, uh, and we should not really, you know, lose this, uh, um, the, the, uh, the mentality uh, to do our daily research projects.
0: Thank you for sharing this mentality. I think that we need that. I don't know if you have any final words since you initiated this series already. So I don't know if you have any final words you'd like to say in this series um, about intelligence. Any final words you'd like to say?
1: Yes, I, I think uh, this was a really uh, good... Yeah, well, well first of all, I would like to thank everyone uh, involved in this embodied intelligence uh, workshop in the last, uh, last three days. Um, this was really collaborative effort, and uh, we could not make it if we don't have all this greatest mind around the world. So that's, uh, uh, that's the first thing I want to... Uh, Say and uh, uh, the the next thing is uh, you know we are always open to uh, whoever who is interested in embodied intelligence and uh, um, you know I think this field has uh, a kind of room for many different uh, backgrounds not only um, you know robotics and uh, brain science and material science but you know it's open to biology philosophy social scientists. Uh, psychologists, uh, computer scientists, mathematicians—right? It's basically anyone can join this um, uh, this field. So we would like uh, everyone to encourage to at least you know, look at it and think about uh, how we can contribute to this, and then we can actually try to make a, a collaborative uh, and a fruitful uh, community all together.
0: Thanks so much for me. I think uh, that uh, was a pleasure to listen to you. And thank you once again for searching our community so through this event for first time in our field. So thank you. Thank you. Such a pleasure to have you. Thank you. All right, thank you very much. Marla.
1: I think this was also uh, really enjoyable. Thank